There are ancient legends across many cultures that tell of a demon or deity that feed on the blood of the living. These tales, with the belief that the dead could rise again, gave way to one of our most well-known monsters, a being so powerful and charismatic that you could easily become their next meal. This monster's complexity has inspired media for centuries, and will continue as humans remain under the trance of vampires. <laughs> Welcome to 13 Degrees of Screams, where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies. I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast. Each season, we'll rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from, you guessed it, 1 to 13. We will uncover real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies, and tell you just how authentic they are. This week, we fall in love with a vampire in Twilight. So, Stephanie. Yes. This might be a very dumb question, (laughs) but have you seen Twilight prior to watching it? For the podcast. Yeah, quite a few times. Quite a few times? Yeah. You, do you like Twilight? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unironically like Twilight? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I still see the stupidity in it as well. I, I like it for both reasons. Right. I, I read the books when they were popular, and I also, you know, listened to the audiobook for Midnight Sun, because, you know, I remember reading the chapters and stuff when the books were popular, and it got leaked, and then she was like, I'm not going to do the book anymore, and then she did the book, and then I wanted to listen to it. You don't know about that? No. Well, no, no, I do. (laughs) I was just letting it go. (laughs) But then then she leaked it, but then she didn't leak it, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to do it, oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, but... A big fan. Sorry. <laughs> no, I like Twilight too. Okay. Again, much like you, I definitely understand people who don't like it. It's one of those things like you're totally valid in thinking it's really bad. Right. But don't like make people feel bad for liking it. And then the people who do like it, like you gotta understand why people don't like right. it. Right. <laughs> people that are in the movies don't like it. No, <laughs> no, they're not a fan. It's one of those things it's like it's a good time if you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. It's and also fun to watch with somebody that's never read any of it or watched any yeah, of it. Yeah. So we made Matt sit down and watch it. Did you like it? No. <laughs> but it was funny to make him experience right. it. Right. Yeah, one of those things, like, if you don't like it, like, I get it. I 100% get it. I'm not even sure I like it. Yeah. Like, it's not a good <laughs> story. story. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. No, but it's, like, fun. It's, like, a nice popcorn movie. Yeah. If you just go in, and if you know it's ridiculous, like, you can have a good time. Right. Like, we watch Riverdale. Yes. <laughs> so, like, we... We you know, know. We like that kind of thing. And Nick, I was trying... He won't watch it. I watched the end of it, and he's like, oh, my God. This is terrible. <laughs> I'm like, but it's funny yeah. and ridiculous. Especially and... the first one. It's so indie movie. Like, the first one, the way it's filmed mm-hmm. and everything. And it is fun to go back and, like, watch them progress to be a little bit better looking, but also sometimes not better looking. Yeah. Like, the, the wigs and stuff. And the effects in this movie. I was like, oh my god. I hadn't seen Twilight in a long time, actually. Really? Okay. Yeah, and I was like, Mm, yeah, the acting's not great. Mm-mm. Oh, the effects are not good. No. They look silly. Like, I was laughing. <laughs> yeah. When I probably shouldn't have been. Right. But in the end, it's, it's entertaining, nonetheless. Whether you're laughing at it or enjoying it. I mean, it, there's good moments, too. Yeah. Like, towards the end. And expe- like, even the ending when they're dancing, I'm like, that's sweet. It's a pretty scene to look at. Yeah. I guess that one is, yeah. Now, everything leading up to that doesn't make much sense, and I don't particularly buy any of it. <laughs> but I do enjoy it for what it is. Right. So you said you read all the books. Yes. Do you like the books better than... I mean, I. it's been a while since I've read the books. I remember New Moon being such a bummer, <laughs> and uh, that one being a struggle. I remember... Back in the day when they were popular, Twilight and the Breaking Dawn book being my yeah. favorite. I read Twilight and unironically liking it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I read New Moon and I stopped reading it. <laughs> I hated New Moon. It was such a bummer. Like Nothing the whole happened. thing. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. You're just bummed the whole time. You're mad at Edward the half the time. Like Yeah. So I only read those two books. Although I have all four. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. 
However, I'm going to be first two because I just, after New Moon, I'm like, well, that was terrible. I'm good. I Hello. cheat and use the audiobooks at this point because yeah. that's how I did Midnight Sun because I was like, I'm never going to actually physically read it with it in my yeah. hands. I heard Eclipse was pretty good. Uh, if you like the love triangle thing, which is not my jam, honestly. I don't really love a love triangle. Which, how do you like Twilight? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> that's like the whole thing. Don't know. Uh, I don't know. I like, you know, for what it's worth, you know, I like it. For the most part, it was fine. And here we are on a vampire season. We had to talk about Twilight. Yeah, it was coming. We absolutely had no choice. Right. Like, when we said vampire, we're like, well, that's the first one. Yes. Where did you rank it on your scariness scale? Two. <laughs> Me too. Yes. We had two. Is there anything scary in this movie outside of maybe the three vampires at the end? Not scary. They're not scary. No. They're, if anything, they're kind of funny, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like most of the things in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, no. It's Again, I, I think it's a more of, like, we're gonna have to grade them on the whole indestructible scale, because as funny and ridiculous as these vampires are in Twilight, they are almost indestructible. In are a way. they? Yeah, they're, they're not killed the typical, like, burn them, stake them, and stuff. Yeah. Like, you have to pull their fucking body parts <laughs> apart and burn the pieces so then they can't reattach themselves That's and come thing. back. I don't remember mm-hmm. that. Like lizards. Like, they come like back lizards. Like fucking lizards. Which part, now this begs the question, if you're chopped up in a million pieces and like they're scattered, do your old limbs have to reattach or grow new limbs? And if so, which part of the body does it grow from? They reattach. So I'll get into this whole venom biology too, but... Oh. Like, the venom that makes up their entire bodies is essentially, like, super glue to them. So, uh, like, as long as those pieces exist, they will just kind of somehow put themselves uh, back together. Yeah, see, outside of this first movie, I guess all the, all the movies, but, like, maybe once and half paying attention. So, outside of anything from this movie, I don't know much about. But that's interesting to know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Another thing, too, is... Like, I think in the final fight scene, too, you can see it more obvious. When James and Edward are fighting, James, like, slams his face against something, and, like, his face, like, cracks rather yeah. than, like, gushes open or whatever. Gushes. Gushes, you know, in bloody or whatever. Looks looks human. Like, they're made of, like, rock glass kind of material. Yeah, no, not to jump ahead. We're not going to talk about it. But in Breaking Dawn, I do that vision yeah. scene where they're all, like, crumbling right so yeah they're like stone yes but anyway we're talking about twilight yes. today and yeah the only reason it's a two is because we had mom's god date with the <laughs> yeah like, otherwise it would have been one it would have been one yeah like by they're mom, not so. threatening in that way but if you were to ki- have to kill one it would be difficult <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you had to destroy them yeah i <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I don't mean to jump ahead, but I just thought this is the skin of a. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> you look like an arts and craft project, yeah. Edward. It's, it gets me every time. Yeah, and his face looks like he's constipated. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Two. Are you ready to hear some background? Even though you don't need any of this. Yeah, but it'll be fun to revisit. Twilight is a 2008 American romantic fantasy film directed by Catherine Hardwick and based on the novel of the same name by Stephanie Meyer. The film stars Kristen Stewart as Bella Swan and Robert Pattinson as Edward Cullen, two high school students who fall in love despite the fact that Edward is a vampire, quote-unquote, questionable. <laughs> a vampire. The movie follows the ups and downs of their relationship, as well as Bella's interaction with Edward's vampire family and their enemies. The film was incredibly popular upon its release grossing over $393 million worldwide, and sparked a series of sequels. Obviously. Because yes. based off a of book, they were going to happen. Mm-hmm. Twilight has become something of a cultural phenomenon, particularly among teenage girls who are drawn to the supernatural romance at the heart of the story. Now, when I read that, I was like, well, guys like it too, but here's the funny story. I actually went to the release of Breaking Dawn. Oh, book. God. Okay. I was the only man there. <laughs> in the line. I was it? like, "There's got it." Well, it was like a. It was at a bookstore. Yeah. And like, there were people there in the bookstore. Mm-hmm. There were people there in the bookstore, and I was like, "There's got to be at least like one other guy." Not that it matters to me one way or another, but mm-hmm. no, it was so funny. They did like games and stuff, and the guy who was running this stuff, 
he saw me. He's like, a guy's here? <laughs> no joke. I, dead ass. He said that. And I'm like, yeah. I went because I was with Kat, our friend. Yeah. And a couple high school friends at the time. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. Whatever. I've never was, been to, like, a book release. I was so. the only dude there. I was like, oh, okay, no, really, this, I don't know that a lot of guys actually do. Yes. I, I was like, there's no way. This is just a girl-only craze, but. Yeah, I think I saw. The majority. I think I might have saw one of the Breaking Dawns on the release weekend in theaters, and I don't know, like, I, I've i never been to, like, a book release or, like, a film release, like, on purpose or something like that. Where You accidentally <laughs> fell into one. I'm here! <laughs> well, you know, like, I don't plan it like an event like some people yeah. do, like some extreme fans. But, so, when I saw people with, like, the Team Edward, Team Jacob shirts and stuff, I'm like, they know we're not going to actually meet them, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Were you Team Edward? Or you Jacob? Or neither? Yeah. Team Edward? I floated back and forth the whole time. I I was really pissed at Edward and Newman. <laughs> <laughs> team Jacob all the way. <laughs> but I I guess I was Team Bella because like I was like I don't know Bella might need to figure out her priorities. Yeah, she just needs to leave. Yeah, ridiculous. Because both of them have their problems. Yeah, for sure. Men. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Jacob for me. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. For myself. Okay. Fair enough. One of the central themes of Twilight is the idea of forbidden love. Bella and Edward come from two very different worlds, and their relationship is constantly threatened by the fact that Edward is a vampire who is tempted to drink Bella's blood. However, their feelings for each other prove to be strong enough to overcome these differences and obstacles. Those are huge differences and yeah. huge obstacles. And right. You know what? Kudos for you for going and working through that. <laughs> People have broken up over less. Much less. So... <laughs> The aesthetic of the film is also noteworthy. The Pacific Northwest setting creates a moody atmosphere, while the cinematography and visual effects are used to accentuate the supernatural elements of the story. I will say they tried. The setting's nice. I yeah, mean, it makes kind of, sense. Like, when you read the book and stuff, and thinking, you know, this fits what was described, at least. Mm-hmm. Didn't love the filter, but... <laughs> yeah, again, but, blue. Yeah. It was just blue. Everything blue. So many blues. So blue. Uh, but I do, I mean, I like the setting. Yeah. Another important aspect of the Twilight franchise is its music. The soundtrack features songs from popular artists such as Paramore and Muse, as well as lesser-known acts that helped to create a unique and memorable musical identity for the film. And before we were recording, I kept singing Decode by Paramore. So... Fair. Because it's stuck in your head. It does have good music. I actually did get the soundtrack. Right. Like, I realized that I really like Iron and Wine based on this movie, honestly. Yeah, yeah so good soundtrack. I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah. But the Twilight series has also received its fair share of criticisms. Some have accused the films of promoting unhealthy and obsessive relationships, while others have criticized the plot as being overly simplistic and lacking in substance. And yeah, well, I agree. those are the books. Yeah, they're the book Again. It's I, the material they got. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, as long as you know going in, it is a book. It is fake. Do not follow in any of these people's footsteps. Because right. I can see that criticism. Like, 100%. Yeah. Especially... The books at the end are very, I believe, like, harmful in a way if you are very subjective to how book characters' relationships are and how you think that should work out in real life. Yeah. So, but, honestly, I read them when I was a teenager, too, so I can't tell people not to, well, <laughs> to yeah. read them, no, too, like, because, like, <laughs> obviously I didn't think I was going to marry a vampire or right. be forced to have his demon spawn. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Or not for Wait, you can't do that? No. No. My whole life I've been waiting <laughs> to have vampire babies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, as long as you, you know. Yeah, you know, exactly. This is not, it's not healthy. No. It's no. not. Because we'll get into the plot, but like. I even marked it in, in Twilight, too. Like, it, they were obsessive over each other from the beginning. Like, And you know what? Truth be told, didn't even seem like they were. No. <laughs> <laughs> they, they like their actions did not match the things they were saying in my opinion well yeah that's that's acting that's, <laughs> which is crazy because Kristen Stewart's not a bad actress didn't we have a complaint about her and um oh yeah the, the shopper one yeah personal shopper yeah I think that was more so I just didn't get the movie uh, did we complain about her specifically I I don't really care for and, her as an actress sometimes uh well in any case 
Panic Room. She's great in Panic Room when she was a kid. Oh, okay. What happened? <laughs> what happened? I don't know. I do love that there's so many interviews, though, about Robert Pattinson and how much he hates <laughs> these, these series and all of this stuff. Like, I know he's especially creeped out by the whole Twilight being formed from a dream Stephanie had, because that just weirded him out. Did it? Yeah, because she was in there casting as well, and he felt like he was... I don't know, being ogled at, basically, as, like, her dream man and stuff oh, like that. Okay. And then Stephanie Myers created Bella to be the every girl, but looks a lot like Stephanie Myers, technically. Oh, really? I mean, she has brown hair, brown eyes. <laughs> well, that is the most common mm-hmm. traits of yes, yes. people, so. This is insane. <laughs> um, but another funny thing, though, I guess he got a lot of notes from the director because he wasn't scowling enough. <laughs> so, like... He wasn't? Yeah. Uh, that seems false. Yeah, because he didn't want to play it as he was in some instances, and I guess the director took the script and, like, highlighted every time it said that he scowled and gave it back to him. It looks like he's about to shit. Every and time. Every scene. Yes. Catherine, no. Yes. No. I, I was like, she tried. Yeah. The directing's not great, but... In any case, do you want to go through the plot? I would love to. <laughs> In order to allow her remarried mother to travel with her minor league baseball player husband, teenager Bella Swan moves from Phoenix, Arizona to Forks, Washington to live with her police chief father, Charlie. Another Charlie. Well, yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Common name. Yes. As a homecoming present, Charlie buys her a red pickup truck from Billy Black and his son, Jacob. Native Americans that live on the Quilla Indian Reservation near Forks. Billy's a longtime friend of Charlie's, and Bella and Jacob used to play together when they were little. Can we just unpack all that you just said in a short paragraph? Yes. We have Bella, who used to live in Arizona. Her mother remarried a minor league baseball player. That's random, but okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have Native Americans, which isn't weird, but that's just a lot. Uh, there's also some backlash with that, too. Oh, was there? I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure there was. Because they, she, you know, the Quillettes are real. Yeah. Real reservation, real people. And she didn't give them any proceeds or something, even though she, you know, told these stories about them, made them into werewolves and stuff, and they should have got some sort of donation or something. Yeah. But, yeah, there was a lot of backlash on that, too. Yeah. Also, because it's also, in other books, the stories that she writes for those characters um, uh-huh. aren't happy endings, aren't... Oh, it, really? It's kind of racist. Oh, great. Yeah. Love that. Kinda. And Jacob, who's that? Taylor Lautner? Is yeah. he even Native American? He's not. He's a white man. Oh, okay. Just... Great. Suspicious. <laughs> were, were any of these people... I've, I don't think so. None of them? I feel like Billy... Maybe, maybe, maybe Billy, but... But any, in any case... I know Taylor Walker isn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, they didn't do mm-hmm. so great. I do like Jacob as a character, though. Oh, yeah. But. No, it's just, it got criticized the way that Stephanie wrote about them with the storyline, and also later on when there's more tumultuous relationships between Edward and Jacob and stuff, they call them dogs. Oh. Like, that they stink, that they're dogs, that they're... Like, put the dog out, kind of stuff like that, in yeah. reference to them. Yeah, that I feel like that was just... Wasn't thinking yeah. through that, because I know what she meant, because they're werewolves, but... Right. Uh, probably should have thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> Any case, that was a lot in a paragraph. Just to touch on that, so then it didn't seem like we were ignoring oh, it yeah, as well. Yeah. Problematic, <laughs> yeah. to say the least. Right. There's a lot of problems here. <laughs> yes. So at her new high school, every boy in the vicinity takes an interest in Bella, the plain Jane girl of (laughs) no expression, no interest or anything. Everyone talks to her and she's not interesting. She's like, hi, I'm Bella. I I got kicked out of Arizona because I'm not tan. (laughs) Yeah, they made that a point. That's all she says. Okay. So... Everyone takes an interest in her, and she joins a small group of friends, despite not being particularly friendly or easy to talk to. She's, <laughs> like, really the worst. Yeah. Honestly, I was more interested in Anna Kendrick's character. Right. I mean, she seems nice and bubbly, and right. you know what? She's great. Right. But, but, no. And here's Bella, just raining on everyone's fucking parade. 
Oh my god. Yeah. It, Debbie I don't Downer. Know. It's very... Like, you chose to move here, and you're not excited to be here, one, and then, if I don't know. No, the sad thing is, that was her excited. Could you imagine her being upset? Right. <laughs> that was her excited face. <laughs> the only thing she shows an interest in is the Cullen family, an aloof group of teens that her new friends Jessica and Angela explain are Dr. Cullen's foster kids, and that they are all couples except for the mysterious Edward Cullen. It's weird. It is. Because if you think about it, like... If you didn't know that they were vampires and all that shit. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. That and even though you're... Yeah, it's all fake. But I feel like if I was in this facade, like, we can't be seen as a couple. Right. Like, hey, step bro. That's basically <laughs> what happened. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. And Angela makes a point, like, they keep to themselves and stuff like that, so it's, like, not even really trying real hard to blend in. (laughs) And they're all dressed, like, immaculately. (laughs) Yeah, they wear all white Mm. when you see them. I'm like, you're really segregating yourself and don't care. Making yourselves the most different. They're like, we have to blend in with society. You are not blending (laughs) Also, working. The funny thing to me is the age difference, too, between, like, the, the parents and the Cullen kids mm-hmm. it the age dynamic looks like college kids raising high schoolers yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. really virtually no difference maybe two to three years difference, right yeah realistically it's, even they, in the book too like they talk about like carlisle was like 25 or whatever when he's changed yeah so maybe they just picked them as the parents because they look the oldest quote unquote right. but it's not even that right old. so they're trying but not really no <laughs> So, in biology class, Bella is seated next to Edward and is shocked to see that he seems to be disgusted by her. <laughs> this scene also cracked me up. When, when she walks in and the fan is behind her, yeah. and he like covers his mouth, and he's about to vomit. And she's like, oh, I smell my hair. <laughs> and you know, what's funny about that scene is it's not played for laughs no. at all. Like, serious music is playing. Mm-hmm. Like... And he, like, scrunches in on himself like he's trying to hold in some poop or something. <laughs> like, 90% of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they kind of play, there's, like, no humor in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they don't try to make any of it funny. Or if they do, they did a bad job. I mean, I will say, in Midnight Sun, it is interesting. And honestly, I think Stephanie got it wrong in the whole, like, she should have told the stories from the vampire's perspective. It's much more interesting that oh, way. Oh, sure. And I would have... <laughs> Ate that up. But, but in Midnight Sun, from Edward's perspective, this whole scene is, like, awful. Awful to him. So, like, oh, he, he's, like, imagining, like, all these different scenarios, not being able to control himself, not being able to deal with her next to him kind of stuff. And then <laughs> then devising all these plans in his head of how he could, like, kill the whole class and still get away with it. Yeah. Kill Bella, like, get her alone so he can kill her, then she'll be out of his way, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So... I guess he's trying to portray all that, but honestly, it doesn't work. It doesn't because you're not the focus or the point of view isn't from his perspective. You're looking in on so him. it's from yeah. Bella who thinks she smells, <laughs> and he literally looks like he's about to vomit. Yeah, and it's portrayed very seriously mm-hmm. in the movie. I'm like, well, it doesn't click. It doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> it doesn't look right. Right. So, on her way out of school, she sees Edward in the administration office attempting to switch his biology class, and he storms out when he's unsuccessful. He's then absent from school for an entire week, which confuses Bella further. Then he returns and starts to interact with her normally. And she's, like, obsessed about this whole interaction. Like, compared to, like, every dude she met in the school, like, she's like, no, that one guy didn't like the way I smelled. Yeah. He was gone for a week. I hate it. Like, <laughs> But, but I'm obsessed with him. I must know everything. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, did it smell that bad? Like, I'd be obsessed only because I'd be like, oh, no. Yeah. I'd be overthinking that whole thing. Right. <laughs> a few days later in the parking lot, a van hits some ice and loses control skidding towards Bella. But Edward manages to get to her instantaneously despite being all the way across the parking lot and stops the van by pushing it away with his hand. Afterwards, he refuses to explain how he was able to save her and warns her that they can't be friends, but continues talking to her at school anyway. Bro. <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> we could talk, but we can't like it. And like. we can't show any interest. <laughs> we can't 
let you know do any of that stuff. Can't laugh, so, we can't smile, can't do anything. We could talk, but we can't form any sort of bond. So okay. <laughs> you should probably work. stay away from me, but I'm definitely gonna ask for a pencil next class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One weekend Bella's friends invite her to a beach called La Push, and she asks Edward to join them, but he doesn't show. She sees Jacob there and he explains that the Quiluet tribe are supposedly descended from wolves, and legend has it that the columns are from an enemy clan that claimed to be different and didn't want to be exposed to humans for what they really were. So the two groups drew up a treaty to keep them off the reservation for the tribe's silence. A lot to unpack there again. Yes. And yes. I was like, all right, that makes sense. These people believe in this right. stuff? Because they obviously do if, they were, if they're not coming. If they're not coming. Yeah. So what the hell does that mean? Right. In the week following, Bella travels to Port Angeles with Angela and Jessica. So they go dress shopping for prom, and Bella goes off on her own to a bookstore to look up more information on the Collins. Because, of course. (laughs) I know. It was like one of those, it was almost like the scene where someone goes and does research at a library. Yeah. But she goes and gets a book. And uses it for two seconds. (laughs) Because, yeah, well, when we get there. Because I'm like, you don't need this book. You had the internet. But okay. (laughs) And just the fact, too, like, it happens this way in the books, too, so it's Mm -hmm. not, like, even, like, bad plotting out. Like, she immediately drops all of her friends for Edward the moment they're together or anything. Yeah, her friends are, like, trying on the dress, and she's like, yeah, that's that's nice. But I go. (laughs) (laughs) So you never, I don't even really care if you care where I am. So walking back to meet her friends, she's surrounded by a group of several men, but Edward arrives out of nowhere and gets her out of there. Charlie thinks this scene is so funny because that one guy's like, that was a very dangerous maneuver. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even realize that part. Bella ditches her friends immediately to have dinner with Edward, where he admits he followed her and can read everyone's mind except hers. Is that why he's so drawn to her? Because he can't... Yeah, that's the whole reason why he likes her. (laughs) Good enough, I guess. Everyone has to have... No one likes a mouthy woman. (laughs) Thank God I could be with someone and not hear her thoughts. I don't care about those. Uh, There's also so much speculation, too, that he can make her the ideal woman because he doesn't have her thoughts in his head. And he thinks that she's so different by, like, the way she acts, the way she dresses, no makeup, all that stuff. But in reality, when you follow Bella's personality and everything throughout the books she's just like every other girl <laughs> personality yeah unquote. right no offense like you just say she's like every other girl and i feel like i'm shitting on her but like it's just nothing there remarkable yeah and it's, it's gotta be just because he can't read her thoughts yeah that's like, why that's it she she becomes idealized to him which is why i'm like i don't know how the end of the books work out yeah but yeah. I will say, though, in Edward's defense, like, if I was around someone and I just constantly heard what they thought, that'd be so exhausting. Probably. I'd be like, oh, it'd be interesting, but after <laughs> a while, I'd be like, oh my god, I have my own thoughts to contend with. Like, I can't... Oh my god. That'd be so much. <laughs> Hearing everybody is annoying, yes. Yes. So, when she gets home, she does some more research based on a book she found and determines that Edward shares the same characteristics as a vampire. <laughs> Ta-da! Whee! She leads him into the woods alone the next day to confront him. Not smart. What a bad confront <laughs> someone for being a vampire. She like, I don't care. <laughs> this bitch. She's like, and like she just walks. She doesn't even say anything, and he just follows her. Right. And people, if you're gonna confront somebody for being something that could kill you very easily, public space. Public space. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, bad. Bad decision making. Luckily, nothing happens. They just make it creepy for no reason. Yeah. And, like, he confirms it, boasting all his abilities, like sparkling the sun, super strength, <laughs> and speed, just to scare her away. This is the skin of a killer. <laughs> it's like diamonds, Edward. Like, he glitters. Yeah, he does. Which is nice, but don't be like, I'm a killer. <laughs> you look ridiculous. Right. So, yeah, these vampires are fine in the sun. And we didn't really talk about why they live in forks, but that's It's like, because it's overcast every day, mostly. Yeah, it is the one town in the United States that has the most overcast or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, they're not hiding from the sun because they'll die. They're hiding from the sun because they'll shine. Because people will notice that they're shiny. Yeah. Okay. 
However, Bella is unperturbed, even though Edward explains that he and his family only feed on animal blood, but her blood has such a hold on him, he's not sure he'll be able to control himself. And she's like, all right, that's fine. Literally, that's what I said. Bella's like, nah, you'll be fine. Oh, my <laughs> Not bad. We're on the same page, because right. I'd be like, all right, I need to go back to Arizona. Right. <laughs> She's like, no, I trust you, or whatever. And he doesn't even say, like, I'm going to try to be, be in close proximity to you and not kill you. She's just like, no, you'll be okay. <laughs> You've known him for a couple weeks now. Right. And since Edward is compelled by her blood and the fact that he can't read her mind, they start a romantic relationship. Edward just gives in. He's like, okay. Right. (laughs) They quickly fall in love, and Edward introduces Bella to the rest of the Cullen family. Carlisle, a doctor at the Forks Hospital, his wife Esme, and their informally adopted children, Rosalie, Emmett, Alice, and Jasper. They are accepting of their relationship, but concerned their identities might be exposed. How Rosalie? I'm Rosalie in this movie. I'm like, this is bullshit. (laughs) Dumbass. (laughs) Yeah. And then they all have... You talk about their powers. So it's weird. Not every vampire has a power, but some do. And it, it kind of transfers over from their human life, supposedly. So Edward was supposedly very intuitive in his human life. So that's why he has the power to read minds. If you read the books, you wouldn't think that. <laughs> that he was super intuitive and no, knew what people were thinking. Not and then Alice was supposedly imprisoned in a mental hospital because she claimed to see the future and stuff like that. And that's why she can see the future now. Mm-hmm. And then, what's his face? Jasper doesn't have anything, does he? No. Emmett, neither? Strong, but not really. Okay. Like a just because he's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I couldn't remember. I'm like, do they all have powers? I just remember no, Alice not really. somewhat in play. Yeah. It's mainly just Alice and him. So, throughout the movie, a group of roaming vampires, James, Victoria, and Laurent, have been killing humans in the area enough that the police have launched a full investigation, assuming that they are animal attacks. They come upon the Collins and Bella playing baseball one night, and James, a tracker vampire with superior hunting abilities, notices that Bella is a human with a connection to Edward and decides to obsessively hunt her for sport. Fun. I will say, (laughs) the, um... Almost the killings and the investigation is a more interesting story than Bella and Edward. Yeah. People are literally dying. Right. And, like, we're talking about these two. Yes. Like, uh-uh. We're not really focusing on the right story. Yeah. And I love the baseball scene. It's so shitty. It's so bad. And they never talk about baseball again. They never play baseball again, ever. No. And the only reason... So they play during a storm. Mm -hmm. And the only reason is because... They're too loud. They're too loud when they hit the ball. I'm like, is that how that works? Yeah. Any case, it, they're playing baseball. It's so stupid. It's funny. And then, yeah, these three vampires are more interesting than... Or would be more interesting, I would say, if you knew more about them at this right. point. But, you know, they're just killing people. Yep. So, the Cullens quickly disperse to hide Bella from James, splitting up to throw him off her trail as Alice and Jasper take her to hide out in Phoenix. James then lures Bella to a ballet studio under the terms that he's captured her mother, and she'll have to come to him to save her. However, it turns out it was a trick, and he attacks her, biting her arm. Edward arrives to save her, and he and James battle it out, while Carlisle tends to Bella's wounds as she's broken her leg in the attack. Alice, Emmett, and Jasper kill James, decapitating and burning him as Edward removes the venom from Bella's wrist, preventing her from becoming a vampire. So you have some time, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think in the book, canonically, it takes, like, few days. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's writhing pain as well. Oh. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Love that. (laughs) Afterwards, Bella is hospitalized under the guise that she fell down a flight of stairs and went through a window. Oh. They're like, oh yeah, Bella's clumsy makes sense. (laughs) She fell down some stairs and flew through a window. There's a level of clumsiness and then like... Then there's like, wow, you need some help. Yeah, we need to put you in a bubble. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Everyone just is like, oh, all right. All right. Makes sense. Bella's <laughs> shitty, so. Also, in Midnight Sun, too, Edward can read her mom's mind while she's in the hospital visiting Bella. Basically, the mom's like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no, Bella. Oh, poor Bella. Well, really? I wish I could get back to my husband. Really? Yeah. Like, half the time, she's like, oh, I really wish I could get back to my husband and give him a call and see what he's doing. Really? Yeah. I thought the mom was like. 
She's kind of shifting. She seemed nicer. She's Bella discusses it in the book too. Like they kind of have like a reverse dynamic where Bella was more more or less the mother figure and Renee was the daughter. That makes sense. Like Bella was paying bills as a child and stuff for her, like oh, for her mom. I don't remember that? Yeah. In the first one, uh, they talk about it. Oh like, shit! From her belt, from her perspective, like within oh. her thoughts. Interesting. I don't remember that. Granted, I read the book once when it came out. So, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Bella realizes that she doesn't want to be there, yeah. basically. But, yeah, Edward knows. That's shitty. Yeah. But the interesting part, though, is Edward has a similar issue with Charlie as he does with Bella. Like, he can, he says he can make out, like, the timber of Charlie's voice when he hears it, mm-hmm. but he can't hear his thoughts. Oh. So much it's a like genetic Bella. thing, almost? Yeah, but Bella's is, like, like nothing. Silent. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. Is he obsessed with Charlie? He should be. Is- Honestly, it makes the most sense. I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Bella. I gotta figure out what Charlie Swan, the yeah. police officer's after. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best character in my he, opinion. He I love Charlie. I don't care. Yeah, he's such a stereotypical dad, but fun. Like Not to derail where we're at in the plot, but Bella has to get away from him to stay safe. And she says something like real shitty. Yeah. Or like, I'm leaving just so, mom, so I'm not trapped here like mom. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, did I do something? And it was that was actually really upsetting. That, I don't, yeah. I was like, oh, no, Charlie. I know. It's so sad. He's like, we could do stuff together. I'm like, no. Yeah, it really, it's not even about him, you know? No, she just said that because... It was the only way he'd let her go, but I'm like, he could have just ran away. Yeah, you didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. But that was upsetting, it actually really got to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I watched this, I was like, damn, I don't remember that. And I feel sad, so... Yeah. Poor Charlie. I Charlie's know. the only good one. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Everyone read, else kind of sucks. I read a whole ass book about him and, like, the crime in Forks. Yes. That'd be interesting. It would. Sequel. No, it's going <laughs> spin off at that point. Charlie perspective of Twilight. <laughs> I read that. That was weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. In the final scene, uh, Edward takes Bella to prom where she asks him to make her a vampire so they can be together forever. He refuses, but she admits she won't give up on this pursuit. They are unaware that James's mate, Victoria, is secretly watching them plotting revenge for her lover's death. She's pissed. She is. Did you ever watch Show Under the Dome? Under the Dome? No. She's in it. Oh, okay. (laughs) I used to watch that show. There's two Victorias. The first one? Yeah, the first one. The other one's Bryce Dallas Howard, I think. Mm, Who's that? She's in Jurassic World. Uh, It's Claire Darling. Lady in the Water. Oh, okay. Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Okay. Her. Oh, no, no. Wait, no, no, no. No, that's um, Emma. Yeah, I don't know. She's Gwen... In the original. The uh, original, not... Sorry. With Tobey Maguire. Oh, uh, okay. She's Gwen Stacy. Gotcha. Maguire. I was like, that's My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. But anyways, yeah, she's in some stuff. So, yeah, you like... You like Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> now that we, like, talk it out, we're like, do we? Do we really? <laughs> also, I think that always bothered me in the books is I'm like... So Bella doesn't really love Edward. Bella loves the idea of being a vampire as mm-hmm. the problem. Like, yeah, this whole movie, like, they're, even when she's in danger, she talks the same throughout. She yeah. seems so disinterested, even when she's like, I love you. I'm like, you sure? Yeah. No, I think you just want to be obsessed a- with what he can give her. Yeah. And you know what? I'd have less of an issue with that if they, like, made that clear like right. if that was what was really happening like because he's a vampire you know how they're luring and maybe right. that's just a byproduct of him if they made it a point to be like that's what's actually happening like that'd yeah. be kind of interesting to see this relationship that's almost manufactured just right. based on because he's a vampire so he's attracted to her because she can't read her mind or whatever mm-hmm. and she's attracted to him because vampire quote unquote I, you know like <laughs> right right but if they made that a thing that'd be like really interesting yeah. but they don't they just make it seem like she like loves him <laughs> yeah it would almost be more interesting too if like he like kind of like sat her down and be like you realize you don't have a crush on me you just feel attracted to me because mm-hmm. of this stuff and i mean i guess he kind of tells her that in the woods but she's like no no i can't imagine being away from you yeah and like but really? <laughs> yeah. 
Are you sure? Yeah. And <laughs> and he was like, yeah, he was like, cute as <laughs> The romance in this book, that's what it, it's a romantic book, but like, it's, it's not healthy. And like, again, if they made it a point, because then they could explore like toxic relationships and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, make it a thing. Yeah. I think it'd be better, but no, it's it's like disguised as like this is actual love. Love, yeah. Like, not really. I don't think so. No. I mean, she could, but also I think it's because he's just a vampire. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So again, if you know what you're getting yourself into, it's a fun time. Yes. Just don't like read too much into it. Don't think a about romantic it. relationship. No, yeah, you're like, oh, they don't really. Love each other. More of the idea of each other. Yeah, this is a commentary on young love and obsession. Yes. <laughs> it's not, but it should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it definitely should be. But, you know, it's fine. Okay. It's well, I did look up a little bit of Stephanie Meyer lore on oh, Venom. Yeah, well, yeah, this is by probably by far the we, like... The most unvampire-like yeah. movies. Yeah, like... All the vampires we've covered so far will die in the sun. These bitches just sparkle. Yeah, so sparkly. No issue with having to be let in. Not repelled by crosses, probably. No, the only thing that is a vampire is that they live forever now. And they turn people by biting them. Yeah, but they don't even do that because they drink animal blood. They're like trying to live as closely to humans as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was was there another movie we watched where they drink animal blood? Yeah, instead. Um, interview with the vampire. Louis Louis drinks rat blood. Right, so that's a thing. But yeah, they're they're like vampire light. Yeah. If anything, honestly, I, like I said, it would be more fascinating to follow books directly in their mindset because it's much more interesting. Honestly, by the end of Midnight Sun. Edward's already planning to dump Bella in the next book, mm-hmm. so you kind of hate him by that point. But but going into that and everything with this whole fight with James and stuff, and them taking Bella to the hospital, the the, the series of events they had to orchestrate to get Bella to the hospital under the whole fake story that she fell mm-hmm. through a window down a yeah. flight of stairs. Like, they had to check into a hotel, they had to, like, set up blood, they had to stage this accident, they stole someone's car at one point. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. And it's almost really interesting to see, like, this life of crime that they've built alongside trying to be normal people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, like, that would be way more interesting to hear their life and, like, what they, I'm sure they've gotten into other shenanigans. Yeah, of course. You're a vampire, like, you're <laughs> supposed to be, like, not evil per se i mean some are you know but like in this instance they're still their human self they're not like possessed by any sort of demon like some are right it's just they're not they're vampires but kind of yeah i'm just like i mean they definitely um had different shenanigans and stuff like that through the years like i know specifically once rosalie changed she went after everyone that attacked her as a as a human. That would be... A fascinating A fascinating... Yeah. Yes. And her finding Emmett and stuff is very interesting, too. So... We're, yeah. we're following the wrong story with the wrong people. Yeah. That's a shame. It makes me sad. But yeah. we're in this weird love triangle thing, which yeah. doesn't happen in the first book, thank God, but... I don't know. It's like... <laughs> Um, the the point the thing about it is without the whole three vampires that come at the end out of happenstance really there's nothing that goes on it is there's no threat th- or no anything. and it's all at the very end it's like yeah. you just happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time and now there's this threat that was not present I mean it was there in the background like they yeah. were killing people but it had nothing to do with Bella right and then also it had everything to do with Bella and then that was the threat in the last like half hour yeah. If that, but otherwise, there was no conflict really. The conflict was between them two, but it was like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who gives a shit about these teenagers? Right. I don't. Anyways, I swear I like this movie. I do. <laughs> I do. It's a fun time, but we're here to pick apart these things. So. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. So I did look up a little information on Venom. Uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh no, it's okay. <laughs> totally it's hard just... not to go into a tangent. We could just talk about this all day, probably. <laughs> So, let's see. She 
does get like a little scientifical, and I don't really scientifical scientifical science. Let's get scientifical, difficult. So I find it interesting too that they refer to it as venom. Like mm-hmm. they sneak, slippery little sneak. Like, I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm a slippery snake. snake. <laughs> the venom is not a chemical substance. It is actually fluid-based life form. It also behaves like a virus, or more specifically, a retrovirus. It'll attach itself to a host cell, sometimes shrinking to the size of a virus or most likely dividing itself into many virus-sized molecular structures and attaching themselves to the host cell's membrane. Yeah, like, she gets really, like, biology in here. (laughs) (laughs) Real biology. I'm not going to pretend to know if any of that makes actual sense. No. It sounds reasonable, but I don't know. Basically, to sum it up, the virus, like, triggers you to release a bunch of white blood cells. The white blood cells try to fend off the virus. The virus kind of turns the white blood cells and then turns you into a vampire. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, that's fun. And I don't really know if it actually makes any sense, honestly. <laughs> we're not scientists. We're not. We're not. So it's also sentient to a degree. Well, that's weird. Yeah. It's alive? I guess. That's the demon. I lied. There is a demon. <laughs> demon viruses. The heart and many other organs of the vampire no longer need to pump fluids throughout the body as the venom can move on its own. Also, since the venom acts quite aggressive and it's spread, it pools in areas where it's most likely to be injected into another life form, the mouth and sexual organs. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Don't like that part. (laughs) Along with rapid uh, generation of cells, they also cause the ability to heal quickly and attach its severed limbs so yeah like the venom literally is like their glue that sticks themselves together i feel i feel like that's bullshit like, yeah that no this is making no sense <laughs> <laughs> she made this show. well yeah <laughs> stephanie meyer had another dream where she's all of a sudden a biologist <laughs> yeah. this works it's highly flammable due to extremely long hydrocarbons similar to petrol which is part of their cellular protein synthesis what the actual I fuck? Don't, she wrote this shit, yes. You know what? You know what be funny, though? There's going to be someone who's like, no, that's true. That's all real. I'm like, <laughs> or like, that could happen. <laughs> be like, oh. Anyway, so, like, there's no remaining blood in the tissue of the body after about a year of them being a vampire. Because, uh, so, they're stronger when they're freshly turned when they're in a newborn stage because their blood still lingers in their body and that makes them a little bit stronger but after like the first year or so cut off like their whole system is made out of venom like the stuff in their eyes is venom though like they can't cry but like the gushiness of of your eyes is venom everything venom that that not to jump ahead to the last book slash movie but that Raises so many questions about the child. Yeah, is it? It does. Is it Ben? I don't. I don't want to get yeah. into that. That could be a whole another podcast. Uh, there is also like it's more specific in the books too that Edward and Bella don't open mouth kiss because the venom is specifically in his mouth. So if there was like a small cut in her mouth, the venom could seep in and turn her. Oh my god. It's transmitted disease. Right. Oh lord have mercy. Right. That's a lot to take in. Yeah, but uh, the funny thing too is like all of them, all of the vampires in the Cullen family have like multiple degrees and stuff since they've lived all these lifetimes basically. Got nothing else better to do. Edward didn't know that his junk would make a baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you would assume there's just venom in it, right? Oh, God. Well, it's too much. But, yeah, we're getting too far. <laughs> but, we're talking about Twilight. Yeah. This is not this present is, in Twilight. This is true. This is true. But, yeah, they don't open mouth kiss in Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> in summation. Yeah. I felt like this whole podcast was you just doing a advertisement for Midnight Sun. Sorry. No, it's fine. You were just like, it's so much better in this world. <laughs> I mean, you understand a lot of the goings on. I mean, he, he comes across a little creepy. At one point, he saves our tear and eats it. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Say that again. He, he, I don't know, she's crying for some reason. He takes the tear on his thumb and eats it, even though they can't digest any food or water, just blood. So he knows, like, 
It's just gonna like remain in his system for. Does she know he does doing this? Pointless shit. She wouldn't give a fuck anyway. She clocks it in the book, but doesn't ask about it. Like he's like he's eating my tears. There's he he does it really fast, so she doesn't think to say anything of it. But yeah, she probably would be like, yeah, eat my tears. Like, you know what? honestly, that is the biggest red flag. <laughs> Everything else, all right. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't drink my tear. Sicko. That is bizarre. Okay. I will say, though. <laughs> Don't defend it. No, no, not the tear thing. I will say, though, he makes the whole watching her sleep thing a little less creepy than in the movie. Like, he just says he likes to watch her sleep, which is, I guess endearing from someone that you want to be in a romantic relationship with i guess but he also uh, over rationalizes that he needs to be close to her because a spider could come and bite her and kill her so he's like trying to protect her from like every astronomical possibility that's like like, a meteor falling on her and stuff like that yeah it's like don't read this book you can cut your finger and die Uh, that reminds me of completely unrelated a series of unfortunate events meryl streep's character have you ever seen that movie she's like the one with jim carrey yeah Remember yeah. her character? She's mm-hmm. like, get away from the stove, it could burst into flames and you'll die. Or oh, get away from the door handle, it could explode. The, one with and the sh- banana and the slugs. The, not the slugs, the flesh eating things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is reminding me of that character. But <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five star rating is super helpful. And we will always appreciate it. You can follow us on social media at 13 Degrees of Screams. This has been 13 Degrees of Screams, and we will see you next sleep. Unless you're the Cullens, you don't sleep. Or any vampires. Or the vampires there. They don't sleep at all. No, they're just in a coffin. They don't even sleep in coffins. They're just like, I'm up. That's all. (laughs) Twiddling their thumbs. Yeah, essentially. (laughs) 